then they will probably think of you as a bit of a jerk, too. Over here, gentlemen. I, I have a table reserved for us. Start. Gentlemen, please not introduce yourselves. Because I recognize you again. Make a lot out when I tell the truth. I'm Joe Stracci, and I better start writing this down. Episode 18. You'll prove to yourself just how disillusioned you are. The Washington State Convention Center, the WSCC, in Seattle, Washington, is an impressive, multi-leveled, multi-towered, boxy glass structure, all aquamarine and steel and concrete. And by day three of the 2014 Association of Writers and Writing Programs Annual Conference and Book Fair, AWP, the WSCC will begin to feel like a grand monument built to entomb your writing life. This is what kings and pharaohs and czars did, commissioned architectural spectacles meant to inspire fear, awe, wonderment, and then when the king or pharaoh or czar died, he was buried inside of it. On day three, When you consider this, you will wonder if the kings and pharaohs and czars ever contemplated the joke that they were playing on themselves and on their people. You will wonder if they ever contemplated just how inconsequential they were, just fragile biological material and the viscosity that holds it all together. The shaped, chiseled, painted materials that they spent their lives piling up around them. But you are not a king, or a pharaoh, or a czar. You will not be laid to rest in the depths of the Washington State Convention Center. You will, however, feel like dying there. To begin, to begin, how to start. I'm hungry. I should get coffee. Coffee would help me think. But I should write something first, then reward myself with coffee. Coffee and a muffin. Okay, so I need to establish the themes. Maybe banana nut. That's a good muffin. The WSCC was not built to host AWP. When you and everyone leaves after day three, the next association or federation will hand truck in their fields materials, pamphlets, t-shirts, pins, stickers, branded USB drives, beer cozies, and of course, their smart ideas. But when you arrive on day one, it will feel as if AWP had been there all along, and everyone, all 13,000 conference registrants, have always been waiting online for coffee, have always been asking for directions to the nearest restroom, have always been literary people you do not know, doing literary things 
that you only wish you could do. By day two, it'll feel like your poles have flipped. Day one's enthusiasm for sitting and listening to people talk for 75 minutes at a time will have vanished. The reflective, in-sync version of yourself that filled a notebook with notes will have gone missing. Returned will be the normal, twitchy, distracted miscreant who during panels can only notice and quietly despise the people who sit and nod at the presenter's words. You'll attend a panel at 9 o'clock sharp the morning of day two that will invite in the demons. It's called Stoking the Fire, Maintaining the Passion for Writing When Success Eludes. During it, you will see a vision of your future self in 20 years, one of the panelists sitting in the same seat, an institutional gold frame chair that a purchasing manager bought 5,000 of at once, chairs that can be clipped together to ensure the easy formation of straight rows, unsure of the reliability of unidirectional microphones, giving the rundown of all the times in your writing life that things always seemed about ready to connect, pan out, finally happen, and then didn't. After, you'll discuss this pole reversal with others, a couple of strangers you summon the nerve to speak to, and that too will fail, because they will understand exactly what you are talking about, and you don't want them to because how could they possibly understand you? After, while writing the notes that will go on to become the essay, you'll write about the experience. You won't be able to understand how that response to decent human interaction wormed its way into your core, and you won't know how to exercise it. You never have. You will be frustrated by people not knowing things that you haven't told them, and then frustrated by your awareness of this paradox. You'll swear off undercutting your debut novel, published only six months prior, as well as your five short story publications. Because by day two, you'll have noticed the same look on three different people's faces when you tell them the details of what you consider to be a sort of lucky, accidental publication by a small Midwestern press who have set up an off-site reading during AWP that you will read at, although you'll be bitterly disappointed that they have no table at the book fair for you to complain about having to sit at, as well as the details of the fairly unknown literary journals that published your short fiction, only to find out that each of the people haven't reached nearly the same level of publication that you have, and by selling short your own successes, you'll have inspired in them an acidic mixture of fear and apprehension and disdain, and they will probably think of you as a bit of a jerk, too. By day two, you'll have learned that the best bathroom to use is in the North Hall of Level 3, 
For some reason, the floors in the WSCC are referred to as levels. You'll find peace in your insistence on going to this bathroom in particular. Your normal seeking out of routine. Just like you'll always ride the escalators to level 4 and then walk out to the same atrium to smoke by the same planter. Your stomach will hurt from smoking too many full flavor cigarettes on an empty stomach. You will go out for sushi with your literary confidant. You'll go to one of those restaurants that puts portions of sushi on a plate and the plate on a conveyor belt. A belt that snakes within reach of all the tables. The entire setting, J-pop on the speakers, an oversized screen and a projector that shows amateur footage of everyday life in Japan, will feel like a little diorama, not unlike AWP in some ways. You'll digest some personal news together about tragic youth and death and the frailty of our light switch existence. You'll think, but won't say, that complaining about yourself is out of the question now. After, you'll attend a panel about being a writer and a parent, at which all of the advice will essentially boil down to higher childcare. You'll feel guilty by the end of day two for sleeping comfortably the past two nights, a deep, bottom-heavy sleep without the prospect of interruption by your baby. Your wife will inform you via video call that she, the baby, has slept soundly through the nights, though. Knowing this won't help. You'll hear through the grapevine at the book fair from people that you went to graduate school with that one of the teachers, a real, genuine writer, was talking about you. They had heard you were at AWP. You'll tell those people how you saw said teacher, said genuine writer, not once, but twice, and invented reasons in your head not to disturb her. The people you will tell this to will not understand your logic, but will assume you had a reason they just don't fully understand. And after all of this is when you'll need to sit down. Because by then, you will have David Foster Wallace's nasal voice chugging along in the back left part of your head. You'll be reading a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again. He'll, on a loop, read from when the essay turns, when he's finally swallowed up by the assignment and the surroundings and his dissection of it, and all he can do from that point on until the cruise ship reaches land again, is sit in his cabin and eat fruit and watch TV and wait for the maid to sneak in and clean when he goes to the bathroom. It'll be the escalators that do it to you. Three grand sets of moving stairs that, when viewed from level four, appear to have been used to hollow out the core of the WSCC. 
by day two, you'll be ready to admit to yourself that while riding those escalators, you have imagined throwing yourself off the side. You won't have imagined it out of a desire to actually do it as an ending. It will always be more of a consideration of the act itself, to imagine the juice of it, to feel something. You have always been, and will always be, down for a spectacle. You'll observe the flow of people. Everyone will be moving in a direction, with purpose. Everyone will be walking in a group. Everyone will either have a whimsical tote bag or complicated hair. Everyone will have read more than you, will have made more connections than you, both at the conference and in general, and will certainly have more drive than you. You'll know, of course, that you have all these things too, that you'll, like normal, ridiculously, simultaneously think that you have none of these things, much in the same way that your reflection in the glass doors across the atrium doesn't feel like a vision of you. You'll keep looking on either side to find yourself. You will tweet sarcastically, How is the structural integrity of a building determined? Why don't they just fall down? Hashtag AWP14 Hashtag AWP panel thoughts. But you'll know that you really thought that while standing amongst the stream of conference attendees at the top of the last of the escalators. A stream so thick and full that those clippable, zippable seatbelt dividers will be put in place to keep the flow of getting people onto the down escalator from having to cross over in front of the people getting off of the up escalator. Where most people are fine with just trudging ahead in a crowd, you are forced to silently question the basics of gravity, of physics, before proceeding. You'll know then, on day two, still two days to go until you fly home, but there will be no ending. The mini bar in your hotel room will be too expensive to attempt some Wallacean homage an agoraphobia you plain just don't have. And really, you know that Wallace's instability isn't what made him the writer he was anyway. If anything, it only wound up holding him back, and eventually, holding him up. It should be made clear regardless. You're not going to attempt it, primarily because of the financial repercussions it would have in your relationship with American Express. Part of you will still think that a thorough exploration of the depths of despair to be found in your hotel room is exactly what you need. Maybe I'll go riding. Okay. What is that? No, I can't clean you back. Then would you care to join me? Lord, no, I'm not retired. Maybe I'll help out here then. Uh, better not. How'd you sleep? I don't know. Had dreams. 
Well, you got time for them now. Anything interesting? There always is to the party concerned. And Tom, I'll be polite. All right, then. To um, both of my father and him, it's peculiar. I'm older now than he ever was by 20 years. So, and sis, he's the younger man. Anyway, the first one I don't remember too well, but it's about meeting him in town somewhere. So he can give me some money. I think I lost it. The second one, it was like we was both back in the older times. And I was a horseback going through the mountains of the night, going through this pass in the mountains. It was cold, and there was snow on the ground. He rode past me and kept on going, never said nothing about it. I just rode on past me. Had his blanket wrapped around him, his head down. When he rode past, I seen he was carrying fire and a horn, the way people used to do. And I, I could see the horn from the light inside of it, about the color of the moon. And in a dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He was fixing to make a fire somewhere out there and all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. The definition of the word conference is a formal meeting for discussion. What will be discussed at AWP Seattle? There will be thousands and thousands of words spoken. Panels, lectures, readings, meet and greets, promises at bars, introductions, gossip, directions, outright lies, accusations. The most successful writer you will meet will have sold a book on quilting that sold 7,500 copies in its first week. But you'll realize by day three that the din of all the conversations rising and falling between each time slot, mixed with the rumble of the escalators and the air pumped into circulation inside of the WSCC, covers the real conversation. The quiet whispers of the unconscious that will remind you and everyone else there behind every hustle are a thousand failed dreams and a hundred failed hustles still being mulled over by everyone in attendance. You'll think of the Amy Hempel line, the response when the narrator in, in the cemetery where Al Jolson is buried says that they enrolled in a fear of flying class and the instructor asked, what is your worst fear? That I will finish this course and still be afraid. Because like every other milestone in your writer life, you'll worry that AWP will end without you having secured possession of whatever it was you thought you would find there. And just so you know, you won't find it. 
So on day three, you will sit down and go backwards in time. You will think about how you were tapped at each level. In high school, in the creative writing elective senior year, when you watched out of the corner of your eye during free time, when one of the loud mouths in the class, Luis, said to the teacher, I think Diana is the best writer in the class. And the teacher lowered her voice, put her right hand to the left side of her mouth, with her palm facing out, and said, You want to know who the best writer in the class is? And motioned to her right with her head, towards you. In undergraduate poetry workshop, when the professor spent a portion of a class just reading to everyone from the chapbook that you put together. In undergraduate fiction workshop, when the now famous novelist and TV writer told you to ignore everyone's workshop comments, that they weren't going to be able to help you, that you had it, that if anyone in your class could be a novelist, it was you. In the year-long undergraduate narrative writing course, when everyone in the class morphed into a family, when the professor showed a short film during the section spent discussing character, and you were the only one who understood that the director's shots of the city were meant to evoke the city itself as a character, the downward pressure exerting itself on the two teenagers in the short, the way when you responded, the city, that he said, exactly. In grad school, the young gun 22-year-old, when everyone else seemed to be 42, a program you weren't even supposed to be in, you were convinced that you got in because of your application essay, in which you wrote, after detailing much of the misfortunes of your college career, so as badly as I want my MFA, and as badly as I want to study with Amy Hempel, and believe me, I do. Take me or leave me. I'll find a way. I'll survive. And if all else fails, I can always go work in the parking garage with my alcoholic father. You're from a place where not placing trust in people you don't know is a commandment, a necessity to make it through. Combine that nurture with the fact of your nature, that everyone's remembrances of you revolve around things you did that no one else would do. And, well, you have, and will have, quite a trick to turn. At AWP, people will come up to you and volunteer to tell you the thing I'll always remember about you. And you will never remember it. And it will always be a different thing. AWP will feel like a waste of time. You'll do a mental inventory on the plane home. You will regret the money you spent, the calories you consumed, the cigarettes you smoked, the fact that you allowed yourself to do it again, allowed yourself to be sucked into the mental black hole that exists between what you know yourself to be and what everyone sees you as. Hence the problem with you wearing the hat of literary malcontent. You wind up wanting to be seen as being the unseen, 
trying to demand ears by acting too bored and depressed and pissy to say a word. To not believe in yourself is a banal character flaw, but to not believe in how much others believe in you, even when they tell you straight to your stupid face, is clinical and self-destructive and, as much as an atheist like you hates to admit it, a sin. At AWP, you'll prove to yourself just how disillusioned you are. That panel on day two, the one that will invite the demons in, stoking the fire, maintaining the passion for writing when success eludes. This is your perception of yourself, a confirmed has-been, a billionaire who lives with the nagging trauma that you're always on the precipice of broke. You'll think of the playfulness of that Mary Robeson line. To own only a little talent was an awful, plaguing thing. That being only a little special meant you expected too much most of the time and like yourself too little. But as much as you believe in that as a theoretical concept, you know, as you have always known, that talent alone is never enough. You'll observe the rituals and ticks of the writers around you at AWP. Solipsistic writer that you are, you'll assume that everyone, all 13,000 conference attendees, are writers. The footwear choices, the coffee, the water bottles, the stretched out t-shirt necklines. You'll consider for a moment what they might possibly be deducing about you, but the potential for such a metaphysical disaster would be too powerful, even for you, to spend much time down that conceptual rabbit hole. At several points, it will hit you like the natural disaster that you always imagine occurring. You're just not good at this, and you need to figure out how to make that the thing that brings attention to you and your work. After, you will fly home. You won't get as much work done on the plane as you had planned on. Where the trip to AWP felt like a deliverance, going back will feel like a stillbirth. You will be too aware of the dimensions, the fallibility, and the aluminum tube that you're trapped in. You will have traded one potential tomb for another. You will take out your AWP planner, inside of which will be a schedule, maps, and book fair information. The cover will have a picture on it of a boat leaving the Seattle Harbor, its wake indicating that it is in the process of freighting out to the Puget Sound. You will be convinced that this picture was not chosen by coincidence. When you leave Seattle, and you escape the resonant hum of the Washington State Convention Center, you will set out to sea again. And once you're out there, you'll be right back in the thick of it, alone, forced to forge ahead only on the mysticism of the stars that you hope will guide you on your journey. 
you will do your best to try and maintain a limited desalinated water supply. You will keep a hopeful eye out for your destination. Known or unknown, it will always start out as a speck on the horizon that always seems to exist just beyond your field of vision. At AWP, you will be reminded for three days how worthless this whole venture is. The picking and choosing and ordering of words. And by the end of AWP, you will have learned that, despite the worthlessness, the fact that you choose to keep doing it anyway is precisely why it is so important that you never, ever stop. For more information about I Better Start Writing This Down, visit ibetterstart.net. If you want to support my show, there are three things you can do. One, pledge a dollar or two at patreon.com forward slash I better start. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash I better start. Once you've done that, and thank you so much for supporting me if you do, you can two, rate the show in iTunes. If you already have, thank you, and now convince a friend to. Rating the show in iTunes moves us onto and up lists and in front of new eyeballs and hopefully into new ears. After that, you can three, spark some chatter about the show on social media, share our Facebook posts, tag a friend in the comments on our Instagram pictures retweet our tweets i know it's stupid hashtag hashtag so stupid but it helps to attract new listeners to the show and that's what we really need to grow i better start writing this down is sponsored by audible if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash i better start you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial and help to support the show all at the same time It's not nothing, you know. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from. One title that I think IBSWTD listeners would enjoy is Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk. In high school, the Luis that I mentioned, he was actually talking about the Chuck Palahniuk book Survivor. But I bought Fight Club instead because I'd heard about the movie and I read it was just flattened by it. To say that it changed my life is an understatement. I don't read Chuck much anymore, but Fight Club will always remain a milestone in my reading life, in my personal development, honestly. To download Fight Club for free, go to audibletrial.com forward slash ibetterstart. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash ibetterstart to help support the show and in return receive a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial i better start writing this down as an obstreperous social media presence soundcloud facebook instagram twitter tumblr 
we're everywhere. All you need to remember, our username in all of those spaces, I better start. That's it. Hopefully, you wrote it down. Yeah, so what, what were we talking about this morning? It was very, it's very far away. What's very far away? The planet I was talking about. What, what planet were you talking to me about? The Jupiter planet. Jupiter? Uh, and uh, and what else? It's far for me to look at. Yeah, what you else? Got, you gotta get your phone to look at the Jupiter. Okay. And what about the moon? The moon is too far away because it's morning time. Right. Yeah. The sun's not out. What do you need to get to the moon and to Jupiter? Like, how would you get there? We would take a rocket ship. We would build it, and then we can go on it. And then we can make a rocket to the planet we were talking about. What what would you use to build a rocket ship? Some some power, some kind of power delivery for that rocket ship. Right. And we would give us two for right for us to see. So we're gonna bring a mirror, and then we're gonna see it when it gets dark. Oh. Yeah. What do you What would you do once you got to Jupiter? We would look at the stars when it goes to nighttime, and we would look at the planet with our mirror, right? I see. I got you. The Do you think we should take Marlo with us? Yeah. She's gonna get a baby seat in it. <laughs> we gotta put a baby seat in the rocket ship? Mm-hmm. We're gonna use this as a mirror. Okay. Oh, see? We can make this in their mirror. Okay. Make it in their mirror. 